Welcome to the King's Crowd Startup Investing Podcast, keeping you in tune with the online private markets and empowering everyone to become a venture capitalist. I'm your host, Sean O'Reilly, and joining me today is King's Crowd Investment Associate, Olivia Strobel. Olivia, how's it going? Hey, Sean, it's going well. I am in sunny San Diego, so cannot complain. <laughs> uh, so you are greatly missed here in the DC office. Um, <laughs> But uh, I have you. I asked you to come on today for something really, really important, which is the release of King's Crowd's first annual. I'm gonna hold this up so everybody can see Regulation Crowdfunding 2018 to 2020 Intelligence Report. Um, I don't think I can impress upon our listeners just how much time you and Inez and Ariel spent on this. But um, I don't know. Walk us through all the. The trials and tribulations. Yeah, absolutely. This is by far one of the biggest projects I have done with the King's Crowd team. Um, and huge shout out to Ariel Young, our head of content, um, Inez Sanjaya, our um, investment analyst, and um, Howie Schneider, our CTO, for getting us all the data so that we could create this amazing report. I am very, very proud of it. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to, to walk you through it. It is immensely valuable for anybody, um, you know, in the startup investing ecosystem. Right, because this uh, is the first of its kind. When did, yeah. I remember, when did Chris ask you guys to do this? Oh man, it was, I want to say early 2021. Oh, so it's been like three, four months. Yeah, so oh, it was wow. definitely something he wanted to do at the start of the year, just kind of as a happy right. new year, let's, let's toss out an annual report. And we, you know, true to nature said, go big or go home. And yeah. Ended up with a hundred page. You did go big. This thing is pushing 80 pages. So yeah. job. the spawn is not big. So yeah. <laughs> I guess and I can attest to that. I don't know. People listening on Apple probably can't, won't be able to see this. So go to YouTube. But I mean, the charts, they're, 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 they're really good. Um, Thank you. So we do need to give people a little bit of background because they probably don't know as much about our company as we do. Um, Give me three reasons why King's Crown was the company to make this, basically. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, to start, I, I think that we we cover the market like nobody else. You know, we have over 20 platforms currently listed on our site for research. We have a stellar team going through these companies um, with a, a number of different backgrounds. So, you know, we are more than capable of providing, you know, top tier analytics. Um, and then I also think that we, we have an approach that is so removed from any sort of bias that, you know, could exist in the ecosystem. And I think that that's, that's huge when you, you know, are looking for a trusted source for these, um, this research. And also, especially when you're dealing with um, something that can be construed as uh, subjective as early stage investing. Because, right. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, discounted cash flow models of ATM. Yeah. This is like. Yeah. Accessibility is the name of the game for us. Yeah, so for sure. Um, and we are the only people that are doing this right now. So it's very big deal in the development of the market. Um, it's a wonderful coincidence that it's coming out right on the heels of the uh, SEC regulation increase uh, for a funding round from 1 million to 5 million. So um, I have to assume every single one of the numbers in this thing is going to go up. And we'll get to that here at the end, I imagine. But um, I've actually flipped to this like three times. And uh, I didn't even know we had all this stuff. Like I really, yeah. really didn't. 
How did you? It's mind boggling. <laughs> I like you got like um. You have a bunch of data on like our users and just the, uh, our our Merlin ratings, the five points. Yes. The yes, on. Yeah. Um, did you know you were gonna do all this stuff, like number of new funding rounds by year across platforms, average company valuation across the industry by year? Did you have a list and you knew what you were gonna do from the beginning, or did it just grow and grow and grow over the months? Like yeah, great question. Uh, truthfully, we were envisioning something that was probably close to you know twenty page max pamphlet type thing. Um, you just and have as 20 we, pages of data on just the platforms. Oh, uh, yep. <laughs> and I <Yeah>. think <laughs> as we started, we just realized, oh, you know, you can't leave that out. You can't leave this out. What if we can't talk about this without talking about that? And I think it was something that um, is so Chris going to didn't be even know what he was doing when he was like, hey, let's do this. Like it was. We really just jumped into the deep end. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and I'm glad we did. I'm cool. really glad we did. Yeah, this is awesome. Um, okay, so coolest stat that you love in this thing? Anything? Oh, that is like you're visiting family right now. If you're sitting at the dinner question. table, what would you be like? Hey, listen, would you believe? Mm, okay, I, I was think... surprised by the number. I I knew that a lot of companies did it, but that the use of safes is way bigger than I would have just thought anecdotally because oh for sure yeah I mean what definitely. is it like 25 30 percent I think of the uh so for those that don't know a safe is a basically a type of security and it I don't know I explained it to my dad one time I was like it's like an IOU for stock I don't know what you would tell people but anyway um I personally am a huge fan of looking at valuation data mm -hmm. um, just because I think that's a real indicator of the quality of deal flow that we're seeing come through okay. the pipeline. Um, so just to give you some quick stats, the average valuation um, for 2018, um, just by platform, you know, net capital was averaging a $24 million valuation. That was because of um, one outlier that that massively skewed that data set, which was well, Brady what Industries. Was the median valuation then? <laughs> uh, don't have that off the I'm, top I'm of my joking. head. I'm joking. I really am. Joking. Yeah. Um, here's here's some scale. So WeFunder for the same year for 2018 came in at an average valuation of 9.2 million. For 2019, one year later, it was at 11.5. Um, 2020, WeFunder was at 10.3 million. So you saw steady increase in valuation by platform, um, average valuation by platform, um, valuation across industry by platform. We we bisected a lot of this data. Um, you know, we went through and we looked at platforms, we looked at industries, we looked at um, security type um, and you just saw these massive increases in valuation that is so synonymous with quality of deal flow um, not to mention just you know money raised uh, so it's it's instrumental for this, right. this space so for anybody that wants to invest in these deals today so you, you what you just said sounds kind of scary because it's like oh the valuations went up so am I investing at the top or something like that but mm. you're not necessarily saying that. You're saying better companies are going on here and yeah, better company would get a higher valuation. In my opinion, yeah. I think I think the higher valuations tend to be companies that are a little, uh, a little 
later on down the road, you know, tend to be a little less risky, maybe have some VC funding under their belt and, you know, probably have a product launch with some revenue under their belt. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was first looking at deals in like 2018, when I first joined King's Crowd and I was happy if they had revenues. Right. Yeah. You know, here we are. Um, Right. What, um, how big a differences did you guys see in um, industries? Like obviously a fast growing software business will get a higher valuation than, I don't know, right. Right down the road that isn't really growing or something. Yeah. So we definitely saw some, some big um, differences across industries. Uh, we saw quite a bit of um, top performing companies come from alcohol, tobacco, and recreational drugs. Um I should note okay, that all of these industries are kind of self-reported. We, we created these, these uh, breakdowns. So um, we currently track both our, our self-reported industries as well as um, tagging them to the S&P um, index. So we... So what's self-reported the valuation? Oh, so sorry. So the industry is something that we, we created our own. Oh, we industry. made those up as yes, best we could. Yes, yes. Got and we, okay. we kind of decide what goes in there but for example for 2020 top performing companies by amount raised um you know you had the 1.07 um cap for for reg cf right so for 2020 a lot of the top performing companies that hit that 1.07 came from alcohol tobacco and recreational drugs um we saw lost spirits distillery on WeFunder hit that amount in just 12 days um Yeah, Volcon also on WeFunder. That one was in the transportation, automotive, aviation, and aerospace industry. Um, and then we saw quite a quite a bit in finance and insurance. A couple in real estate. Um, you had a few in business services, um, and then a couple in like energy, power, natural resources, which is really cool to see. Um, but yeah, healthy representation Are those getting across industry. high valuations because they're green energy or what? Um, those were not necessarily, uh, higher valuations. That was just the, um, amount raised that the, the very successful, you know, top performers that you saw for that year. Um, and again, the, the one that closed the fastest with that amount raised was, um, an alcohol company that lost spirits distillery on refunder. Very, very cool. Um, and you guys had some really cool data on, um, minority founders, women founding teams, I was actually really happy to see that the numbers were as high as they were. Um, yeah. Obviously, uh, progress can always be made, but, you know. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, as as a woman, it is something that's really exciting to see about the space. We are far and beyond where venture is when it comes to representation for women um, and, you know, female entrepreneurs. And I think that, um, you know, it's indicative that we're heading in the right direction. And um, so we we broke down not only the companies across platform and companies in general um, by gender, but we also broke down um, the capital raised by gender. So for that metric in, in particular, we count, um, we didn't split it in necessarily to female founder and male founder. We split it into a mixed gender founding team and an all male founding team, just because you want to account for those co-founders where there's, you know, one female say and two males or, you know, um, some sort of mixed gender team. Um, We saw quite a bit of companies. um, Again, that the percentages are are a little skewed because you have to look at, you know, the, the number of companies on, on each platform. So we do break down um, female founder representation across the platforms. Uh, 
Fundopolis saw 52% of deals with at least one female founder, um, which yeah, was actually the only platform with the majority mixed gender founding teams. Uh, so kudos to them. Um, and ironically an enough, Mr. Fact. Crowd is doing well with females being on the founding teams, which is yeah, is absolutely. 50%? That's yeah. Yeah. I love um, irony. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they were doing doing pretty well. I will say though that was a very small sample size for that platform. Oh, okay. So gotcha. yeah, so, yeah. Um, gosh, I I kept thinking through all the times I saw a ping in Slack like Howie had to get you guys another data point or whatever. Yeah. All the polls and all that stuff. So he got really good at that, I guess. Um, anything else that stood out to you as far as um something you useful data points for listeners that you know are looking to just invest in their first startup right now right yeah um i think one thing that was very useful was breaking down the investor and portfolio data that we do have um that was a so, really surprise i didn't know that was happening. yeah yeah it was something that we you know we we wanted to show users and potential users you know what our our, our current customer base is, is doing and um we found that the average value per portfolio is around $10,000 and the average value per user account is around $17,000, which is phenomenal. And that's um, self-reported, but that's high. Like it is self-reported. Yes. Um, but it is, it, it's, it's a, it's a great indicator. And, you know, we see around 9.5, um, investments per portfolio, um, about 16 investments per account. So it, it, you know, it proves that, and that's on average. So, right, you know, these yeah. are, these are active investors, you know, people love this space. And I think that um, it's a great sign for sure. Uh, we tried to break down the annual report into uh, past and present focused or sorry, past and future focused. So, you know, this is all great, but where do we go from here? Um, and right. I think, there were some very valuable and um, optimistic trends that we saw in 2020 and coming in, in 2021. You know, you already mentioned the, the increase um, for regulation crowdfunding from 1.07 to 5 million, which is huge for the space. Um, we also saw um, Coinbase just IPO and do it rather successfully. And that was a uh, crowdfunding veteran. That was um, one of the Evo. first deals, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mevo just got acquired by Logitech, which I would like to give a shout out to our fantastic investment team for rating as a top deal. Um, they they sure. just had a successful acquisition, um, which proves our model and our methods. Um, there is nice you know method there. to the madness. <laughs> when did we rate so, them? Is that over a year? That was oh, over a year ago, right? Probably 2019. Yeah. I remember I was on the team and it, I joined in May of 2019. So it was the definitely concept after of time that. isn't great because of COVID. So like, yeah, <laughs> you, you and know. me both. <laughs> Whoops. Um, okay, so over or under, do you think uh, the market cracks uh, 500 million this year for Reg CF? Absolutely. I've been asking everybody. Hands this. down, hands down. Oh, is that a guarantee? I put money on it. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. We it might be quote, the San Diego sun making me uh, optimistic, but I. Um, we, uh, we actually got a quote in here from Johnny Price, who's a former guest of the yeah. podcast as well. He's very confident in 600 million. So I don't know. I'd love to we see it. <laughs> um, predictions for 2021, the effects of COVID. What did you guys find? Yeah, great like, I didn't question. I know it was a slowdown personally. Um, I don't know, our market's still growing. Right, all yeah. Way. 
so mm. I think that's something where um, the the crowdfunding space actually kind of saved some companies because we saw, you know, you have these non-equities um, and platforms dedicated to non-equities, you know, Mainvest, um, I believe is, is one of them where you have these small, medium businesses, these family run, you know, restaurants, breweries that are turning to crowdfunding to stay afloat right now. And I believe, right. correct me if I'm wrong, but the SEC might've expedited some of that um, process for, you know, getting all the boxes checked to get on those those sites right. which is is huge and another reason why I love working in the space because it's it does have that social impact that you know it's frequently forgotten about especially in the world of finance I mean that was the original idea with this whole market it was like yeah hey, you have customers why don't you get them to invest too and um, absolutely a lot of those deals on like main you're saying those are like rev share stuff like it's literally like i yes. will pay you back yes. out of the sales in the future and everything and it's right it's primarily restaurants we see a lot of breweries and i think it's you know at the beginning of covid when everybody was being really really strict at, about staying at home and we we didn't have a vaccine you know you saw on social media like hey buy a gift card keep supporting get takeout um this is just another way to to support right, yeah. family-owned businesses. And I think Mainvest, I actually believe is based out of New England. And I, I spent the last five years living in Boston. So I actually recognize some of the oh, companies awesome. occasionally, which is, yeah. is really cool. So yeah, it's, it's great to see. Really, really cool. Um, yeah. One last question before we head out here. Um, would you do this again? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ask me covered... in another week. <laughs> yeah, man. Maybe a month. <laughs> um, so the report covers 2018 to 2020. This is our first one. And 2018 yes. is really when we started collecting, yeah. really when there was enough data for us to collect, I would argue mm -hmm. it started back then. Um, will future reports cover the same time period? What other? Yeah, great question. I, we initially intended for this to be a 2020 report and then kind of realized that we wanted to showcase all this growth. Um, right. And since this was the first one, we wanted to, you know, kick it back three years check out 2018, check out 2019, because um, it really emphasizes how explosive this is really important. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. And so we moving forward, will probably only address the prior year when it's particularly relevant. Um, but you can probably look to see the annual report being far more li literally right. an annual report <laughs> um, as opposed to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll leave our listeners with one little tease of how many, how many points, how many facts are in this thing it's like Oof. uh more than i can count <laughs> yeah there's 60 70 80 chart man anyway uh just to highlight the growth of this market 2018 74.62 million was raised on reg cf cracked 100 million to 100.734 in 2019 and then uh according to king's crowd's data we came in at 211.113582 and change million dollars last year exciting times man yeah. so do you think we cracked 600 like johnny i i i'd say half a billion okay all right yeah so what was it 60 last month right yeah we uh for those of those of you that are uh, subscribed to our emails um i actually broke down all of the money raised in the month of march for the past three years and that growth has been it's almost unbelievable do you honestly. remember what they were um, oh not off the top of my head but it okay. was it was 
unbelievable for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Very, very good. Well, uh, Olivia, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank, thank you, you for all your hard work in this awesome annual report. I, happy to do it. I couldn't help but notice that uh, the three of you disappeared for a while there because you were yep. in <laughs> vacation. Very, very oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, enjoy your time out on the West Coast and we'll see you back here on the East Coast soon enough. Thanks so much. Have a good one. You bet. That is it for us, folks. If you'd like to learn more about King's Crowd's ratings and analytics capabilities, please visit us at kingscrowd.com or email us at podcast at kingscrowd.com. For Olivia Strobel, I am Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening.